Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Hello. I know you're like, who is that voice? That's your key. <laughs> Sounds vaguely familiar. Who's a <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm back to yes. participate in our finale. I guess we can call it our season finale, our yes. wrap-up. Yes, our season two mm-hmm. wrap-up and finale. Um, it's been a good, crazy year with the pandemic, but we got a lot accomplished mm-hmm. with the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's grown. Our fan base has grown. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm on Twitter and people are like, yeah, I listen to your podcast. I was like, what? Really? So um, Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so people that's in, fantastic. In, in the, yeah, so people in the writing community and stuff like that. And, um, you know, Oh, full disclosure, you know, I got a thing for Tone Bell, the actor. Well, he <laughs> saved, he saved me as a friend. So I was like, oh, that just made my week. Oh, so, man, that's wonderful. So, <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, I think he also friended the podcast page, but I don't want to be 100% certain. But I think he um, friended <laughs> the podcast page. So that just made my whole year. But anyway, we that's had a cool. good year. Um, I hope you all yeah. enjoyed all of the interviews that we had um, in our Writing in Color series. We had some great stuff with some amazing authors talking about craft and things like that. So I hope you all learned a lot. And that was a fun little reprieve from our okay. normal uh, podcast. And I hope we can do the series once again next next. Uh, season i guess yeah <laughs> next season <laughs> next season yeah next season so you keep what's been up with you well you know we we are getting some really hot weather in new york city which i guess is a good thing but mm-hmm. new york city is kind of officially open last time i think last podcast i recorded which was at this point maybe a couple months ago it feels like <laughs> a couple months it's you know yeah, at that time, I think only seniors were getting the vaccine and things mm-hmm. were still closed. But at this point, it's open to everyone, including children who are 12 and over. So, you know, places are open. Life is feeling normal. We're still masking just to kind of be cautious. But it's it's feeling good and it's feeling like we're going in a positive direction. I feel like there's also been a shift with people of color who I can personally mm-hmm. say were very reluctant. And I don't know if that's kind of across the country, but I know in New York, more brown and black people are getting the vaccine, which is very heartwarming, you know, because there was so much suspicion and anxiety, understandably around it. And I just kind of feel like we're all united in just wanting to get rid of this virus. So we've all come together to kind of do our part. So that's very cool. What about on your end? What's new with you? Well, you know, Atlanta never closed. (laughs) <laughs> and I teased you about that. Yeah, Atlanta never closed. People was oh out in these streets like nothing mm-hmm. was going on. And it's even more people out in the streets. But I mm-hmm. am still being cautious. I'm mm-hmm. still, you know, taking the precautions. Certain stores are still requiring you to mask up and stuff like okay. that. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much everybody in my circle has gotten vaccinated. Cool. Um, and then they're saying they're gonna um have the vaccine for five year olds and up. I'm like Ugh. five. What? Yeah, yeah, five year olds and up. Okay. Um, starting in the fall, uh, but it's not gonna be the same dosage that we were getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the kids, dad and I, we we aren't even sure about this 12 years old and up. Like, we Mm -hmm. both have it where everyone in our family, all the adults in our family have it. I Mm -hmm. still have, I'm on the fence about children, and I'm going to be honest Mm -hmm. about that. Because I do want to know kind of what those long-term results are going to look like. Not look like, but, you know, any potential side effects. I have my kids, I'm done. 
But, you right. know, I just don't know right. with our young ones in 15 years how that might impact them. So, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm open to all other vaccines. The kids have it. I'm not one of those anti-vaxxers. I may change yeah. my mind um, by the next podcast. I might be like, yeah, all the kids have it in the van. So, you know, <laughs> we're talking about it. But yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear about Atlanta. They said though. one of the side effects was um, was folks, uh, women particularly, getting their periods like just people who hadn't had a period getting their period like, like people, when you say haven't had a period you mean like menopausal women no i mean oh. like, like like people still in their childbearing years but let's say like for me and for instance i have an iud people okay. were getting like periods or like spotting as a result of certain vaccines i didn't experience oh. that but um, I know a few people who did. So I was I like, because oh. I, I have had some irregular cycles and more spotting, but that didn't just happen right after the vaccine. I feel like that's been the last month or so. I got yeah. it back. And that's interesting. You say that I'm gonna look into that. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Guess it's, it's still there's still things that people are just kind of learning and discovering. If that's the worst of it, that's okay. You know, I know, I know, spotting and stuff, but it feels good to to return to some sense of normalcy. It does, it does. But last season, I will say, let's uh, just recapping our last season of the podcast. We had some Mm -hmm. amazing topics. We talked about a lot of stuff. We did. Um, We talked about like polyamorous relationships. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, of course, we did our annual Christmas and and, and holiday movie wrap ups and talking Mm -hmm. about all those movies and things like that. But I think we got into some top, some topical stuff, which is really, really good Mm -hmm. um, this season and really resonated with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, A friend of mine who runs another um, blog actually reposted the one about, finding your sexuality late in life yeah that was um, a good so, one. so uh, that one has been like one of our most uh, frequently listened to uh podcast so i'm really really proud of the strides we're making only in our second season so yay for us all right yeah and so i'm um, hoping we can take it to another level you know have more guests maybe guests come on mm-hmm. um and talk about different topics and stuff um during the season so that'll be uh-huh. the pretty pretty awesome i also really enjoy interviews that i had with people uh especially guests that came on and talked um shout out to my friend candace and some other uh-huh. people and we talked about certain you know topics and shows uh-huh. um and you know other than nick cannon's foolishness um, mercy <laughs> <laughs> or the new future as they call the them new, the new future we had some uh, very interesting uh also celebrity topics that happened too so <laughs> yeah. i'm really really proud of the season it, it, it yeah. really really it really was a very awesome. diverse and comprehensive season. Yes, yeah, yes absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, but this for our final um, podcast, we're going to talk about uh, it's, you know, we're, we're recording this during Pride Month um, in June. And so we're talking about the season finale, series finale yeah. of, of Pose. Uh, Yakini and I are diehard Pose fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We are just completely sickened and heartbroken that yeah yeah it's true it's i mean we are just it feels like it didn't need to like it could have gone on and i (sighs) i wonder did janet mock or any of the other executive producers talk about why they made the decision for this to be the final season because it's 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 you know it's a little devastating Um, well you know there's been some talk and controversy have you heard about all the craziness going on behind the scenes 
So, you know, Jamal Swain, you know, we didn't see him at all, Damon at all during the yeah, season. Yeah, I, I didn't know what that story, that bad So, So was. he had a death in the family. His sister was murdered in real life. Oh, and man. so they were, kind of wrote him off the show. Yeah, I think he did it's, one episode, right? Yeah, he did one episode. That's yeah. all he could do. And oh, so man. they kind of wrote him off the show and he had to deal with those family issues, which That's was very, very difficult. Uh, yeah, our, our love and, and light are out to him. Mm-hmm. But also, um, Janet Mock was, they say she was, allegedly, said she was kind of wilding behind the scenes. Um, okay, okay. And, I, was it, it on the podcast that we talked about? No, I don't think so. I think that we took, I took a hiatus while you did the author interviews. Yeah. When, when the series um, premiered and mm-hmm. she had made that announcement. And so we never talked about that, right? No, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was going on. Okay. So I guess there was just like tensions and drama behind the scenes. Yeah. A lot of tensions and drama behind the scene. She kind of okay. made like a blew up during the, um, during the, uh, I think, premiere party. Premiere party. party. Mm-hmm. And I did not know she was dating, um, Angel um, Curial, who mm-hmm. plays Poppy. I didn't mm-hmm. know she was dating him. That um, was news was, to me as well. I thought mm-hmm. she was still a married girl. I but... thought she was still married as well. But then uh, when I was talking to my sister, apparently, you know, my I guess my sister follows this the behind the scenes even more closely. She said, "No, they've been divorced for a year, and it was like a very kind of amicable, you know, gracious parting of ways where mm. Janet and her husband both kind of." said very kind words about one another yeah. on their their social medias and mm-hmm. it was that that was a hard split to, to process because that was, was. Such a beautiful relationship but what? yeah then then we found out she was with poppy so little may like, december what? romance i know mm-hmm. yeah, like she is far older well mm-hmm. janet mock is like uh, maybe a couple years older than us okay but he's only in his like 20s he looks I to think. like his yeah he looks like barely barely yeah, hitting 30 right so he's like he's very very young yeah and so i you know rumor was that she was wilding out on the set and okay. exposing people's like a, that she had an affair and like all this other stuff so i think there was some drama and some stuff going okay. on behind the scene not to and, mention because it was filmed in new york in the pandemic i mean I'm sure yeah i think yeah. i know there was a delay in this final season because of that reason you know all production mm-hmm. was shut down and it just it was so hard to get on sets and yeah so mm-hmm. that that certainly certainly played a role i'm sure mm-hmm. um because i even knew when they were um teasing it to come back out i was very kind of taken aback that it was such an odd number i think it was like seven episodes, seven episodes or something yep, yep. the last one was obviously i think the first and the last were two hours was yep. the premiere two hours and left so technically yep. we got what not 11 is that what it I is get, i guess but, teen, teen episode. Yeah, yeah yeah so you know but but all good things do have to come to an end and mm-hmm. um you know what's interesting um i i one of the things that janet mock mentioned in her tirade at that premiere party is that she didn't necessarily agree or see eye to eye i guess with some of the writing and the initial two or so episodes mm-hmm. and that was when we hadn't really seen i think we'd seen the first and I, mm-hmm. I did kind of feel like the first and second were a little awkward. I don't know. Yeah. I thought they were a little like ostentatious and silly. There was like a food fight at a, at a in a diner that yeah I thought was really yeah tacky. that was and weird. beneath them yeah it was yeah. I kind of felt like it um what's the word 
ca- made a caricature of like you know gay men and just being mm-hmm. silly and food fighting. Mm-hmm. I mean, gay men, you know, can be some of the, my good friends can be a little flamboyant and stuff, but they don't act that ridiculous and over the top. They've never, I've never known anyone, any adults to behave that way. So there were a few little things that I thought maybe were just for TV. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like the level of ballroom cattiness was just like turned up to like 15 or something right and i was like that wasn't even necessary like the beef I was that, that he it, had yeah. that um they had with uh the other the guy other. from the other house yeah. i was like well, where did that come like i really didn't understand where right. that came from it was just weird yeah. it, was it was a like, weird some... choice in the final season i would just think mm-hmm. that if the writers know that they have a limited amount of time to kind of wrap us up for good that you just can't include everything so mm-hmm. really pick the most important and crucial pieces and of course you always want to add a little lightness and 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 comic relief because it can't just be all sad yeah, but yeah, i don't know yeah. and i think so it sounds like there were some different writers who did those first mm-hmm, couple of episodes mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's kind of why it felt a little different but i have to yeah. say I like episode three and four it really kind of got into what we have become accustomed to exactly. quality good writing exactly exactly good poignant plots Mm-hmm. you know but with the same love and, and also humor that we enjoy and right, the ballroom right. being beautiful and glitzy and bright mm-hmm. and, and all of the mm-hmm. over the top the um theater of it all that was there and, and still yeah. seeing some new faces emerge you know what i mean mm-hmm. in the ballroom mm-hmm. like who is that you know and stuff like yeah. that and i thought that was good you know i thought i thought um <laughs> i thought there were two episodes okay we'll get we'll get into that but there were just a couple moments that i was just like okay where y'all mm-hmm. have where y'all have where y'all <laughs> where y'all wrote this oh my some goodness stuff, some stuff i was like okay first of all the, the incident with the trunk we're not gonna give any spoilers like okay spoilers mm-hmm. but the incident with the trunk i was like okay is that really realistic because I, I mean, she didn't. She, I mean, yeah. but then again, back in the day, back in the nineties, you know, early nineties, it's hard to do DNA. It's hard to do, um, you know, to catch really catch people the way they Correct. do now. Yeah, there's so no maybe, way you could get away with something like that. Today. And then for the doctor to involve himself in that, Christopher to involve himself in that, like really, yeah. would, would Christopher really involve himself in? Right, in, in he was really a dead body. Mm-hmm. Right, that that's really willing to risk it all. I felt he could have lent his support to his girl by kind of a, I got you, let me know what you need, but you know, I can't be around this, but mm-hmm. give me a call if you need me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that piece was a little bit unrealistic. I mean, there were some things that I think they needed to do that maybe were a little unrealistic, but it mm-hmm. kind of made for good TV. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if, um, Electra, I love that Electra ends it on top. And I think, unfortunately, we're going to give some spoilers, but we, we'll try not to be too specific. We, 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 we're but just going to have to. <laughs> it's hard to discuss it without, but right, I like right. that she ends it on top. But mm-hmm. her involvement with the mafia and all that was just really like too good to be true, too easy. You know, there's always strings yeah, attached and, with that. And, and they kind of touched on her going in. And I felt like something was out of order because they, they, they put her going to jail first. Well, that was around the, um, the, they had questions about the trunk and that was for that, right? No, there was, what it was, what they brought her into jail for was like the money, like, who are you working for making all this money? And I was like, okay, that's, uh, that feels out of order when we're talking about the other stuff that was happening. That could have happened like later on 
it would have made more series. sense later. It would have made more sense. Was, like it didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. enjoyed seeing her story kind of unfold because it's yeah. so much to her, like to her real yeah. life story. You mean when um, they went back to her home and her? Yeah, mom yeah. Like, yeah. Dominique, Dominique um, Jackson's real life story about being from the islands and yeah, yeah. Uh, I think having I enjoyed mom that. And stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked that for this season, we did get to kind of go into the family and early life of not only Dominique, but also Pray Tell. Because I think prior to that, in previous seasons, we had met um, MJ's family. What's mm-hmm. her name on the show? Why am I forgetting MJ's name? The main lady. Oh, Blanca. goodness. Blanca. Blanca, right. We've, we've met Blanca's family. And I think, and we also, yeah, we also got to meet the dad of Angel. So that yep, was yep. refreshing. We got to because, see that Poppy yeah. was dealing with women, you know, yeah, dealing with women yeah. out here, you know, just a very pansexual, fluid man, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, and I, I think that um, this show is just kind of, it just what I love about it is that it just really helps people. I think it's just so important to, to our culture right now because mm-hmm. it just really helps to normalize the queer and trans community in a way mm-hmm. that is groundbreaking because yeah. really when I think about a show like this there have been some reality shows about the trans community about the ballroom community I should say which mm-hmm. isn't really getting into their lives and right, there have been, right. been like competition shows about the ballroom community and things yeah. like that yeah. And I, but I feel like this one the way it's written it just kind of really like you go through their journey and they're just like you and I so it kind of helps to normalize to people who aren't used to like a trans community like oh well they have the same problems as us they're just like mm-hmm. us. I think mm-hmm. it is going to help it e- make it easier for trans people to exist in the world and not be necessarily gawked at or shot people are shocked to see them or just you know it just kind of makes it I think okay for them to exist in a way that maybe they didn't feel okay to exist and I also appreciate I'm kind of skipping all around but just mm-hmm. the theme of HIV and AIDS I think that was just so important yes, because it, was. it showed people living with HIV and AIDS, being happy and jovial and having good jobs and having loving relationships. And mm-hmm. sometimes there's some health scares, especially in the 80s when it was new and unknown and the wrong medications yeah. were being yeah. used. But yeah. it just kind of shows AIDS is not just, if people did think it was this death sentence and in the 80s mm-hmm. it kind of was that, but it also showed them thriving and living and being happy and not just being depressed and going into a shell, you know, because I'm HIV positive, my life ended, you know? Right, um, right, right. And it showed how, uh, particularly with the AIDS crisis in the 90s when it was heightened you know getting Uh a kind of ramping up and when they finally found that perfect kind of cocktail of drugs how even then there was racial bias going on yes you know it's so heartbreaking that race plays a factor in every fucking thing (laughs) in in this country you know what i mean to the fact that you know latino and black you know gay and Uh trans folks weren't getting the medication that they needed you know mm-hmm. it was so mm-hmm. heartbreaking you know to try and see them try to fight mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. to get in these studies and stuff like that because if you don't have people in the studies although you know we talk it, it kind of goes back to like we were talking about the vaccine like you know if you don't have black people participating in these things how are we gonna know if it's gonna work or not exactly I mean? and that was just such an important point they made when they went to that woman's office and demanded that you know they offer some of those slots to people of color which another again the fact that the doctor went in there too was like you really did i mean, maybe i think that might have been mm-hmm. more realistic though because he was also fighting for his girl but mm-hmm. yeah 
like, how can you put out this study? And that was what made her change her mind when he said, why would you put out this study without representation for people of color? It's, it's an invalid study. The results are not, are no good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really like kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, it hit home for me in a lot of ways. You know, I have people in my family who are positive and I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, the struggles that I saw them trying to get the right dosage. And now I'm thinking like now it's down to like one pill. Yeah, one pill, and and it's not even detectable. Right, right. You can have have babies and a normal sex life, and it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you can't transmit it to your partner. And that kind Mm -hmm. of leads me into also kind of back to the what I like about how just kind of normalizing and making it something that's just familiar to people. I really liked how Mm -hmm. they they put both um, Angel and um, Blanca in relationships with just cis heterosexual men and these Mm -hmm. men you know both poppy and what's his name chris christopher Mm -hmm. christopher like i said cis heterosexual men who've always dated women born women and now they fell in love with these trans women and they didn't fetishize them it wasn't like a i'm i'm really curious and excited because you're trans and let me see what it's like and then they fell in love no they just fell in love with them as women the way they've dated women who were you know I don't know cis women you know like it just wasn't mm-hmm. anything and I, I like I that think, they normalize that yeah because I, think I feel it, like it happens more than people yeah. realize and there's such a stigma um you know people are like oh well the man who married Janet Mock must be bisexual or gay or no I think he was just a man who fell in love with Janet Mock for the woman mm-hmm. that she is but mm-hmm. it's kind of like things still happen today where remember Tank makes the comment about whatever he said, fucking yeah, yeah. dick or Malik Yoba, one of them said yeah, something yeah, yeah, they about both did, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my God, you know, the black community just goes crazy. But these are men who probably would fall in love with a trans woman, but because look how they were treated when they make a little offhand comment on a radio mm-hmm. show. And I, I don't mm-hmm. remember what was said, but it was something mm-hmm. that, you know, people just couldn't handle it. But I feel like even though it's baby steps, things like this help us get closer to a society where we do normalize falling in love with someone because of who they are so and it, i don't know yeah it's it's particularly in the in the african-american community there's so much we're already hom- homophobic but there's also bi erasure and you know biphobia mm-hmm. so strange to me because i'm just like you know as little kids you often experiment and stuff like that nobody thinks about it then but you know when you become an adult it's just like oh my god it's just terrible you know mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it, it's so weird you know and then i think in christopher's case i think he he was i think he maybe i think he said something to when he when we got in that conversation with his mom and they were at mm-hmm. that restaurant like she knew that he was gay yeah. or bisexual or something but mm-hmm. but going out with somebody trans was just taking it a step too far oh, did, did they allude that he was gay or bisexual yeah, i don't even they, remember that yeah they kind of made some kind of comments he's like when i you know i understand you still loving me when i came out to you or something like that oh, okay said. okay and, but, but me being with blanca is not gonna change or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me so um yeah it was it's, it's crazy and Poppy being a kind of fluid guy, a guy who kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, often was, you know, in the big, and I remember in the first season, he was kind of like gay for pay. You know, he mm-hmm. was doing it to like That's make right. his meet, you know, going to the peers. Because he lived in the meet. house. And I was, because right. he was also a runaway kid. Who, right, yeah, right. He needed to right. make his way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, showing this kind of evolution of Poppy 
and when he when he said when he i think i when i cried at the wedding when he told the men there like you taught me how to be a man society may not see you as men but you all taught me how to be a man i'm in my bed just like <laughs> yeah crying i'm yeah. like this is so true you know what i'm saying yeah. Those male role models and That's they were right. all good people you yeah. know they all taught him how to you know stand up and 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 be recognized and be seen and stuff like that That's i don't right. know that that part really really touched me you know yeah so much of manhood is also wrapped up in sexuality and we need to separate the two you know yeah. it, 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 neither one of those things you know you know really influence the other you know what is being a man is not about who you sleeping with and stuff right. like that. Being a man is about your actions and, and taking accountability for things and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, that was really, really important. And then on the flip side, Angel saying all those women around her taught her how to be a woman. Yeah. Even though, even though technically, quote unquote, they weren't quote born women, but mm-hmm. they taught her how to be a woman and how yeah. to how to embrace her femininity and who she was and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, th- th- those two juxtaposed, you know, to each other was like really, really touching to me. Yeah, you know? it was. But, it was. You know, and 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 uh, Electra and that it, that wedding was so off the chain. Like, oh <laughs> every, my goodness! Would you have everybody in wedding dresses at your I, wedding? Absolutely not. I would have. <laughs> I would have gifted them the dresses so that they could wear them to their own. Ce- if they have a celebration of marriage, mm. whatever. Or mm-hmm. if they want to wear it in a ball, you're not <laughs> going to have me. But I understood why she did that because yeah. it's something special that yeah. for the first time someone in the community was able to do it. So it didn't have to just be yeah. worn in a ball. Because like yeah. Alexa said at the end, they're really living the dream. You know, mm-hmm. they used to walk the business category. They used to walk this category. Mm-hmm. But now they've all, they don't have to use, have the balls anymore because they did it. They were groundbreaking. Right. But yeah, right. obviously, no, you, y'all not even wearing anything <laughs> close to white at my wedding. But, but I, I loved it. And that was just The so sentiment special. was nice. Yeah. It really, really was. I guess, was you know nice. what, I, I, everything can't be perfect. And so mm-hmm. I was sad, but also it was okay. I really hope yeah. that, um, Angel's dad had decided to show up at the wedding. Me too. Um, do you know Me what I mean? Too. I thought they were gonna like pan to the back, and he was gonna like maybe be hiding in the back, kind of. Oh, that would have been just uh, stand in the back and then slip out before the reception because he didn't I want know. any parts of it. I but know. they didn't do that, and I'm sure that they probably talked about that in the writers' room, but felt like they wanted to go ahead and and make it more realistic, and he just wasn't ready. Um, <sighs> but you know, you, one can hope. Um, and then, and then the and then the scene with them getting a, a marriage license. I was talking to a couple of my friends. I was like, is that real? Is that realistic? I was like, yeah, people get. I mean, back in the day, it's so easy to fake. You know, it still makes it a fraudulent marriage. Although I get what they were saying, right, yeah, because right. if that's discovered at that time, two men are not allowed to be married. And mm-hmm. prior to, I don't think she. I think today you can change your birth certificate or something to yes, say that you're female. Man. Right. So you really can be man and, and woman. But I mm-hmm. think at that time, but it was okay. Like I was so anxious in that scene. I really Me wanted to. Oh you know God. what I mean? I thought they were going to go to jail. I, was like, I oh did. I did. I thought oh it was going to be God. big and a big, uncomfortable, ugly scene. Like that mm-hmm. went like the, um, mm-hmm. like the bridal um, shop scene where it got really oh, awkward. Yeah, that was that weird. Was just, that was mm-hmm. so ugly the way that owner came out like that. It just and like the guy so who was like, I quit. It's like, he's yeah. like, I quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that, I was very happy that he did that. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about, and I, 
Well, actually, before I say this, I one I really enjoyed the episode where Praytel went home, oh, and we got to see you know of the season, yeah, Mom and Sandra and Janet mm-hmm. Hubert. Mm-hmm. Everybody, it's funny how everyone's the, the real, TV like, aunties, the TV yeah, aunties, yeah, yeah. yes, the personalities mm-hmm. were so consistent with each of them, mm-hmm. and um, I just felt that was a really powerful episode. It I just was. loved his roots, and then that man who obviously was still in love with him mm-hmm. but was married. Did you think for a second that he might show up at the bus stop I and did. leave his life behind? I did for like two seconds. For two then, seconds I did too when at the park bench he was so earnest. You mm-hmm. know, he was obviously still in love with him. And mm-hmm. I think he, I think he wished he could be free and leave behind the church and his family and all that. But in the end he realized he couldn't do that. What's wild, what was so wild to me was the friend was like, tell me how to please my husband. She's that, like, oh, I knew you were about you to ain't say a man. That. You're yeah. not a man. I was like, what in the hell? Like, I can't. He kept it a girl. Girl. I can't give you any tips and tricks and fondle his balls while you do this. No, he's <laughs> right. not craving you. He's, he's not craving you. And that's why he, he doesn't want to. a wanna... man, girl. Yeah, that's mm. it. That, that was that was sad. And it was. Like, and she was like, you're my best friend. Like, I told you every freaky fucking thing that we did yeah. together. And you yeah. still turn around and married him because, yeah. you know, she didn't want to be alone and he didn't want to be alone. And he yeah. wanted to be a part of the church and he had to have a, you know, have a partner, mm-hmm. have a first lady or whatever. That was so... Yeah. Probably, probably more real than we realize. Oh, but. girl, yeah, girl. Listen, I live in Atlanta. That's, so That's all hard. I gotta say. I live in yeah. Atlanta. We got these mega pastors. I know yeah. for a fact yeah. some of them are tipping and dipping with men in their congregation and outside. Yeah, country. yeah. But I guess if you want the life and the whole, you know, one point, you just you can't have it all. I guess mm-hmm. so. You mm-hmm. have to live that that life, and it's a sad thing. But no, was, I just I was I really enjoyed that episode. That was and, that um, was the best episode. I think. Yeah. And I like how I like, you know, Pray Tell is just so confident in himself and who he is. So he was able to sit at the table with his aunties and his mom and their judgment, except for Sandra wasn't so judgmental. But, you know, mm-hmm. he was kind of like, I already been told y'all who I am. And so get over it. But, you know, the whole HIV coming out about his HIV status and stuff. And it was really also lovely how he timed it with his own coming out announcement. Yes. But, um, yes. Which I'm yes. sure was very a thoughtful decision because I guess yeah. they probably get the scripts the, in advance. So he knew when he wanted to reveal his mm-hmm. own news. But yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed that. I thought it was a very realistic thing. Something about that scene at the end of that particular episode when he was curled up on the bed with his mom. Like when he came into her room, mm-hmm. remember she was in her house mm-hmm. Like, it just reminds mm-hmm. me of, like, me and, you know, like, my aunties and my mom. It just felt like a very real mm-hmm. scene where I'm just mm-hmm. looking like I look in the bed and the boys come <laughs> curl up with me. Mm-hmm. I just liked it. It just, oh, this was this. Mm-mm-mm. Man, oh, man. Yeah, it just felt like a home. Like home. It did. It, it just did. felt like she, home. Yeah. And she's an old Southern woman. I think she did the best she could to accept. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did better than Electra's mother. But she, oh, my she God. Was, yeah. She was rejecting and hurtful in her own way, but she still loved prey. You know, mm-hmm. she 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 did the best she could, I guess. It's just an it's a different day. I think parents now are different even then, you know, than yes. they were then. But yes. And parents now are still struggling, you know, with, yeah. with transgender yeah. kids and you know, yeah. coming out and pronouns and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. they're, they're still struggling, you know, especially yeah. in our community. And I think yeah. all communities to try to figure out, you know, what to do and what to say. And they don't want to yeah. 
alienate their kids. They don't want to lose their kids. And at the same yeah. time, they want to support their kids. I think deep down, every parent wants to support their child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even if whatever religious, political doctrine is all mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. them, they still want to support their kids. That's but, it. You yeah. know, it's just, it's just, it was just, that episode was just so moving for me. Also, I enjoyed Lettuce and B. Slate singing. Yeah. There, that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just so much, so many good, like, little gems in that yeah. one. Yeah. So I did, I did feel like, it's like, I, on the one hand, realistically, you don't want a husband to leave behind his children and his wife. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. very selfish to run mm-hmm. away with the old love of his life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Male but or female. This, mm-hmm. Right, right. Because imagine if that's you like, what? You left your kids and your wife. But at the mm-hmm. same time, a part of me, like, pray, even if he had come to say, goodbye, I can't go with you. Like, right, if he had walked right. toward him and he was empty-handed, Prey would have immediately known he's not. Okay, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it would have been closure. That's right. That's right. But to just leave him hanging was like, Prey has already dealt with so much hurt and rejection and pain in his life. It was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I have thick skin. But if he had just said goodbye or a letter or something, but it was just like, just completely stood up. So that's Mm -hmm. always kind of a sad thing. Um, But I guess, you know, I bet that man was so conflicted in the end. He wasn't willing to leave it all behind. You know, especially, especially because mm-hmm. knowing that prey might one day die soon. Maybe he weighed those pros and cons. Is prey going to, can we be together forever? And I live my dream and be happy with this man of my life, who I love. Or if, am I going to have one good month with him? And I threw everything away. Like, I'm just kind of seeing how maybe he saw it. I don't know. Right. Maybe just, right. Was right. Just like, I can't, I can't lose a period, even if it was right. forever. He, and then people forget, particularly in a small town. Well, he was in Pittsburgh, but still, I mean, still relatively small, small compared town, to other, other places. Yeah. Uh-huh. Other, other places. I mean, that's, you know, it's a very small black population. He doesn't want to lose his community that he has, you Absolutely. know, so his family and community. Yeah. yeah. As, a, as a pastor and, you know, stuff like that, you know, he doesn't want to lose the standing he has in the community, even though I'm sure everybody in that damn community knows. That well, they knew that there. they were lovers, of course. They did. He was mm-hmm. kind of like a Andrew, whatever his name is, kind of I, I am, a, you know, repented or whatever. I'm not, I'm whatever he went through. I think it's one of those things. People just said, okay, accepted that he's no longer, quote, gay. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I know I had mentioned that I, and I'm, I'm not going to, to say any spoilers, but um, I'll avoid, try to avoid that. But I remember I told you that I went into this season feeling very anxious, kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, we going to lose anyone? Because obviously we know two major characters are living with not HIV, but well, three actually three, AIDS. three, yes, three, three. That's right. I forgot. Ricky. Yes. Ricky. Three, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I was kind of like, I didn't think it, w- well, maybe I just was kind of like, this show won't be realistic if we can make it through and everyone survives only because it's the 80s. If this show was a current day show or yeah. it started in the 90s and went to the 2000s, maybe it would have been a little more realistic. But I was kind of yeah. like, are we going to get through this? It went like, from 80s to 90s. Like, from 80s it, to, ni- to mm-hmm. 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And then by, you know, mid-season, when they had introduced the cocktail of medications that was helping people live, I was like, oh, my God, we are going to get through this. Amen. So, yeah, that was just how they played it out was Mm -hmm. a very poignant and beautifully written 
script. Yeah, the, yeah, the, it those was. last few episodes. It was. So it was. It was. Ooh, it was. My goodness. Yeah, when Ricky was like at that table and he and it dawned and it yes. dawned on him what Praytel was doing. I started to realize. Oh, I was like, oh my god. Yes, yeah, I can't yes. believe Praytel did that. Man. I because he knew he man. had a shot at living. That's than, it. Than, than he did. Oh, and Ricky was also much. was younger and hasn't done mm-hmm. as many th- accomplishments mm-hmm. and things. He's, mm-hmm. He can still live a full life. Yeah, Remember, that's what he was telling him. He was like, you, your, your life's not over. You got to keep living and telling him to get involved yeah. in things that made him happy and stuff like yeah. He's going to like the gay that's men's right. choir and stuff like I that. I love that. I love that. That was so choir. nice. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was so I good. Just, I loved Pray. I've always loved Pray Tell and Ricky's relationship because from the beginning, I didn't really believe in it. Like, what is this? Ricky was kind of a hoe. And, <laughs> I, yeah, I thought and it was like a rebound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But remember, they just really fell in love with each other and it was mm-hmm. so genuine. And then obviously, Pray Tell went through his, you know, as an addict, he was pushing people away and just acting so ugly. And that's what addiction mm-hmm. does to you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just amazing how when Pray Tell got himself back together and after rehab, how the love was just still there the caring yes. was still there and um they were soulmates probably you know what i mean yeah um, yeah, yeah. Who were he, had, he had had many lovers and they all yes. died but mm-hmm. he you know he had outlived most of his lovers yeah and I, I guess he didn't want to outlive the last one you know yeah yeah so, yeah oh that was that was too much it was, was a beautiful, good. beautiful show. I, I would love to see more shows that are scripted about just kind of the life because I mm-hmm. feel like we need this. We need this to kind of just see trans people are just like you and I. Let's just mm-hmm. make it the norm. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I could have gotten more people to watch it, but if it stays on Netflix, it will. I'm really, I hope so. You know, Netflix be snatching things off. Netflix, They'll give you be, 30 more least, days. It'll, I mean, it'll at least be on Hulu because FX has a relationship with Hulu. Okay. So it'll, it'll at least okay. be on Hulu. Hulu. But, yeah. And this last season has to go on, on, on Netflix. I'm sure it'll be yeah. there for at least the next year. Yeah. But I, I think I will have lived my mission as an ally to the community if I can turn a few more uh, of my male friends, I mean, and female, mm-hmm. you know, but if I can get a few more friends to watch this, I'll feel like I've done something because you know, you I, know. Had, I had a couple of straight guys watch Pose. They enjoyed it. Like, I mean, yeah. they like the storyline, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's about the story, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't gross, you know, quote unquote gross for them or whatever. Yeah. They, they just, just really enjoyed the storyline, you know, and, and yeah. what was happening. Um, you know, and shout out to Patrick Ian Polk who started everything off with Noah's Ark back in the day. And mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to see representation of black men go from Noah's Ark, which is a little bit campy, to serious dra- dramas um in pose, which was also was a little campy sometimes too. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but but you know, being gay is camp. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, you know that, mm-hmm. that being gay is camp. Being that's part of the lifestyle too. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so I mean, you know, shout out to him for the evidence. But we still don't have enough. You, no. you can have all these revivals of the L word and queer as folk and all this stuff, but you can't get you know no black people on these shows, no people yeah. of color on these shows. This is the only show that had a full representation of trans and gay and mm-hmm. pan and whatever mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. of color pocs by pocs mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and i don't know if we ever gonna get we're gonna get that again it's gonna be mm-hmm. a while mm-hmm. it's gonna be a mm-hmm. while before we get something like that again i mean yeah. it was truly a gem it's probably gonna win a few emmys 
It's it gonna should. win a few Emmys. I'd like to see um uh pray tell what's his name? His real name? Lord, I follow him on Instagram. Billy Billy Porter. I'd like to see him snag that Emmy again. I'd like to see MJ. I would like really to see all of them. Who's considered the leading actress in that? Is it? Well, it's Billy MJ? Porter. It's Billy, Billy Porter. Porter. And then the actress would be MJ Rodriguez. But she was yeah. nominated for an Emmy, too. I'd so, like to see her win mm-hmm. it. I just, I would like to see more wins, for the, especially since it's the, it's the final season. I suspect yes. that we will. Yes. I, I'm looking forward to that Emmys because this yes. show was absolutely gra- groundbreaking. It I just was. loved all the activism that we saw mm-hmm. in those last. And and all Blanca always was an activist. If you think about it, she always yes, she was fighting for a cause. Yes, but, she um, was. Mm-hmm. I just really appreciated how people came together to get those those meds for people of color. And yes. I love that by the end they had them. Yes. Remember just oh another s- scene that I really loved, and I don't think this is a huge spoiler. It's not a big oh, deal, no, but. No. That last, um, in those last moments, which I thought thought was a very beautiful final scene when she stepped outside and those, you know, young kind of, um, that house was talking very big, talking smack about when will we win, we should have won, and she flashed back to herself and her her little house as a a younger Mm -hmm. house, looking all raggedy and and (laughs) wet behind the ears and bitter and, yes. and, and Billy Porter kind of schooling them and how she mm-hmm. kind of really gave gave it back to them. So mm-hmm. that's beautiful. And I it also was. like how throughout the season they never um they never let the memory of um Candy die. Yes. They Candy, always yes. even to the end, Candy still makes appearances. It's really like they're paying homage to that. I forgot the name of the real woman who she was modeled after, who was also murdered by a John in a hotel room and in a yeah. down in a closet, that blonde young yeah, blonde girl. Yeah. But yeah, I think that just they really want to make sure that, you know, the people in the trans community like that are never forgotten. So yeah, Candy making appearances to the end. And I still hate that um, category. What's the category called? The candy, candy sweet for refrain. I really, yeah, I'm not a fan of the lip syncing thing, <laughs> but whatever. I, I still. But I love mean, it nowadays it's all. They, I mean, look at RuPaul's Drag Race. They have to lip sync. That's it. Yeah, that's such a big thing. The lip sync. I, I enjoy. But yeah. I enjoy performers who perform, who sing, mm-hmm. and do their mm-hmm. own thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. You know, that's just me. <laughs> but the two, the Diana Ross thing was very, very, very that was bomb. Cute. That was yeah. So was yeah, no, it was just it was very special this last. I'm glad yeah. that like the first couple see, uh, episodes were a little rocky, but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not not terrible, just a little not silly. terrible, just rocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I like that. I like that Blanca. You know, you, you move from being a nail tech and struggling to being a you know an RN. A nurse, you know, and, yes. and a real nurse. You know, and man, counseling oh, people and and yeah. stuff like that. That's I mean, her it's calling. That was it was her calling. calling. It was, was her calling. Proud. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she had always it really nursed was. people. She had always nursed people. You know what I yeah. mean? Always been. And I think that helps her as kind of an empty nester. I know how that is. As everyone's kind of doing their own thing and moving out, even though she was still taking people into her home, that mm-hmm. fulfilled that need in her. Because she always was just so nurturing, like you said, mm-hmm. and loved just kind of giving back in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got her yeah. doctor child. <laughs> Man, honey. <laughs> I like that actor. I like that actor. I can't think of his name, but he was all he also played in um Ryan Murphy's he also played in Ryan Murphy's um limited edition series on Netflix called Hollywood, which was mm-hmm. oh, um if you have a, if you ever get a chance to watch that on Netflix, What's it, called? it was all good. It was called Hollywood. Okay. 
and it was so good. So if you ever what's, get a chance to watch it. What's the it, premise of it? So it's a reimagining of what Hollywood could be like if people were able to be black and free and gay and all this stuff like it, okay. it be themselves and, and kind of writing the quote-unquote wrongs that oh hollywood mm-hmm. did so okay. it, it, it was it was it was so good i like I can't, i'm not gonna talk i'm not gonna spoil it i'm not gonna spoil it he's it's such a handsome guy so i'd like is, to see him very again. good looking very good yeah looking. his teeth and stuff i wouldn't mind oh. seeing him some hallmark movies around the holidays <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has that that yeah. um so yeah. look to him. Hey, if, if if my boy Ricky from Noah's Art can be in a uh, Hallmark movie, then mm-hmm. hey, you remember he was in that one about the Majestic Theater or whatever with um the girl from um <laughs> the girl from uh um Grey's Anatomy. Okay. So I like I like that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so, yeah. So this so this yeah. was a, a wonderful end of a an era pose yes an end of an era so i hope yeah. we get more um trans and and mm-hmm. poc uh lgbt representation and y'all know. need to pay those executive producers what they deserve because that's exactly. another thing janet mock said in yes. her rant, yes, why am is. i not getting paid the same as the other white executive producers mm-hmm. in hollywood and stuff that's not okay so that's not okay that's that. probably why yeah. Probably part of the reason why the season ended when it ended. Yeah, you can't help. Um, but even if you're contributing something beautiful to society, you still have every right to be compensated for your work. So if mm-hmm. she was acting out a little bit or a lot, she might have been feeling resentment built up and stuff. Why am I getting mm-hmm. this for episode when I should be getting mm-hmm. this? It's mm-hmm. no secret out there what people are getting paid. It's so you're not, not going to screw me. Yeah. Right, so right, that, that, right. that makes you feel like, yeah, I know I'm doing something good, but I, I am... I, I deserve to be compensated which the way so, my white counterparts are. Which is that's, so that's which is so ironic on a show about the upliftment of right. IPOC and marginalized yeah. folks that you ain't paying the marginalized folks. What Isn't that something? Isn't that it, something? That's how it is, though, girl. That's, that's so the irony. That's how it is. Man, oh <laughs> that's man. That's how it irony. is. Mm-mm-mm. Like, come on. She said yeah. what she said in that premiere party. Yes. So anyway. Did. So anyway, you know? we we love Pose. We love Jenny. Yeah. We love all the people on the all show. Of them. And you all yeah. made the past three years just amazing. So yeah. we we loved it. We loved Thank it. Thank you. Thank you for, for Pose. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back. And um, we're going to have a, something a little different. We're going to have a couple of mailbag questions from um, some folks who uh, sent us questions. So stay tuned. So we are back. Um, so Yakini, guess what? We got a couple questions uh, for a little mailbag sec- oh, section. All right, what a way to end the season! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we got a couple questions. So the first question was: I'm the husband of a good and prolific romance writer but we haven't found the right way to get her noticed as an author. She's getting invites to events, but she doesn't seem to be hitting the right notes to break out. Boil down question. What's the best way for writers to get their work in front of podcast hosts and reviewers in the new social economy? Um, That's okay. Very good one. So as a person who is still starting out, I think you need to have, first of all, she needs to have a robust, a robust uh, social media presence. 
um, you know, advertise everywhere, uh, be active on Instagram, at least on Instagram and Twitter, because that's where most of what we call Romance Landia is. Um, Facebook is kind of, it's dwindling, but you can still have a Facebook page. But Instagram and and Twitter are the best places for advertising. She needs to advertise herself. You know, yeah. hey, hey, you know, it, any, you know, she can say, hey, any up and coming, you know, bookstagrammers or um, podcasters want to review my book, you know, here's the copy I can send you. Or, you know, if anybody wants, you know, advanced reader copies of my book, you know, making sure that those advanced reader copies are on places like NetGalley and Blue book blurb mm-hmm. and stuff like that and Those she should are- use the reels function if she's mm-hmm. going to do a short blurb like that you only get 30 seconds but i tell people all the time reels sometimes if you post at the right time can get so much exposure and you can get mm-hmm. a lot of new followers from a reel so i think yes that, yeah absolutely because mm-hmm. we've been successful as a podcast doing reels yeah. and, and and they're fun little blurbs and you know if she has something fun and creative um about the book to advertise you know please you know do that and then uh, a lot of hashtags i can't Mm -hmm. emphasize the importance Mm -hmm. of hashtags especially relevant to your craft for sure so that people know how to find you Relevant hashtags to, kind of highly yeah, yeah, yes. Hashtags regarding genre, hashtags regarding community, hashtags, hashtags regarding kind of subject matter, all those things are important. So I think that would help um, to kind of get things um, off to the best start. So I hope that kind of helped. <laughs> and I think that's good advice. Yeah. You, you, you've had some luck. You've had quite a bit of you know, success. So I I've, gr- I've grown, you know, yeah. I, I took a step away from Twitter bef- because I was on Twitter before doing other stuff. But I took a step away. And when I decided I'm going to be a professional writer, I decided to, you know, you know, have a handle and have a banner and all mm-hmm. that good stuff and link to the Instagrams and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, you really have to advertise yourself. I don't have a book out. But, but what about, the... I feel like you also invest in your craft mm-hmm. and you sometimes like, for example, taking professional portraits or like you said, having a banner. I think mm-hmm. people perceive you in a different way, in a very professional mm-hmm. way. When you have mm-hmm. the headshots or the professional author photos, mm-hmm. I feel like people really look at you like this woman's serious business. She's the real mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. You know, from whatever you're able to kind of afford in your budget, the more yeah. you make it look kind of, you know, to be yeah. serious. and if she's as prolific as has as he says that she is if she goes to conferences and networks and all that stuff try to get on some of these panels try to get on like you know um some of these kind of virtual kind of book book uh tours that they're having Mm -hmm. so people can know who you are you know and say hey who is this person what's what's their book about and stuff like that but you Mm -hmm. know those Mm -hmm. are also some good tips so Mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. that helps um anonymous uh person who sent the sent the blurb. And you're a very good husband to be concerned about that your was wife's nice. career. That's very yeah. sweet. Very, very uh, Okay, the next one was what makes a sex scene good and not corny? Uh, mm-hmm. we talked about what makes a sex scene good in our in our, one of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, we did. We did spend time talking about yep, that. We, we did enjoy. Um but for me, I I like I don't like things that are like too too graphic. 
Mm-hmm. But but see, everybody has a different heat level that they like. Like sometimes I want NC seventeen, sometimes I want X. It just depends on the mm-hmm. mood that I'm mm-hmm. in. You know, mm-hmm. I rarely ever want PG thirteen. You know, that's barely mm-hmm. kicked in the handhold, and I don't really want that or, or closed right. door stuff. Um, but for me, what makes a set seem good is authenticity, um, mm-hmm. descriptors um, mm-hmm. that you can feel the passion on the page. Um, and uh you know that there's a mutual feeling of respect and consent going down and there's you know what i'm saying because consent can be very sexy too mm-hmm. so that, those mm-hmm. are some things i think what about yeah. you i t- i like it graphic i mean I, <laughs> X, I don't know about x because it's like a different kind of book if it gets x i if i want it's x, erotica I then where you get x. exactly yeah. But in a good in a regular novel, I like it. A good NC-17. Mm-hmm. And I just like a good buildup of tension between the characters. Mm-hmm. I don't want any happy-go-lucky. They were good friends. And then it they kissed. And then the magical. And they end up in the bed. No. I'm like, what's the <laughs> word that you use? The setup of whatever the scenario is. Like, oh. I like a good, you know, like in the office, they were kind of frenemies or like something. The, 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 the trope. becomes passionate yeah. and yeah, yeah, oh, that's the word. So yeah, mm-hmm. I just kind of like some teasing and things back and forth, and then something just passionate. What was that show that we watched? Oh, it was um, I don't know if you watched um, did you ever watch Power Book with Tariq or whatever? Did you I ever did, start I, watching I, that? You, you know, I watched it here and there because my husband was watching. Did it. you remember there was a scene between the two professors? Mm-hmm. And there was just so much tension between them, and then she was so angry at him because he seemed like he was dealing with another student, and, she and then they finally did it. Yeah, and they were like butt naked in the office. You were like, <laughs> stripped naked. It was just so. It was just so passionate. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know why I like it when it's like Tense. angry sexual tension. But yeah, no, angry, I, I like ang- angry but consensual like sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two adults. So you don't. Sex. So you don't want soft. You don't want. She he rubbed he moved her uh, gently kissed her forehead and oh and... hell no afterward is fine, <laughs> afterward is fine. No. nobody wants no gen- gentle forehead kiss and all that stuff <laughs> oh, oh my god this is, that's just two opinions I guess other people may like you know other things oh my god that's too funny okay question oh my god speaking of our last question speaking of tropes what is a romance trope you love to read about but that wouldn't be so cute in real life. So, mm. so romance tropes are stuff like enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, um, uh, mm-hmm. hair harems. Uh, I like the romance no. trope of like, um, I was reading one called The Billionaire Surrogate and it was like this romance about like a man who hired this girl to have his not girl a woman to have his baby and he was a billionaire and he was like really cold and aloof and uh, yes. you know they kind of like it was very business-like and of course they fell in love but it was like ups and downs and it was very passionate and hot to read and they ended up together I feel like in real life that would be very awkward and uncomfortable to have like a boss and you know it's I'm pregnant and he's sometimes hot and cold like in real life I would never want to be in that situation you know but in, so you- it was a very sexy trope to read so you like secret baby and stuff like that? Well, I mean, it was like he hired her to have the baby. Oh, you like, al- like so you so you like al- you like you like alpha assholes, basically. I do. 
I do. I think I'll because I grew so. up reading so many Harlequins, and they're always these these assholes, these domineering men. Alpha and me, yeah. I think I got used to that, so I kind of like that. And then they get soft when they fall in love and stuff like that. I think, mm. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. That's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not a crazy about alpha assholes. I, I'm, I, I, I've I never rock. heard it called that, but that's exactly that's what, what it is. is. It's, it's funny because I feel like I attract alpha assholes, or maybe that's what I, <laughs> maybe that's the energy I pull for. And it's just funny, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people. So, so you have different types of men. So you have like the alpha male, super dominant. Then you have kind of the alpha. Um, a hole type of guys who yeah. are like who are like alphas with the kind of jerky, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you have guys who are like bullies, which is yeah, like a bully a bully romance is a thing too. So people who oh gosh, are kind of like that's bullies, too much. Yeah, some mm-hmm. people who are like bullies or whatever. And then for me, what I write, I write, I write what's called cinnamon rolls so these guys who may have a little tough exterior but they're sweet and gooey and soft center that's nice. on yeah. the inside so like they're not necessarily you don't dig deep to get there okay. right right they're not super soft but at the same time they might be a little reserved but they but they have like this sweet gooey center and they're always good in bed so yeah. uh, like <laughs> that's what i write but i i as a, for me a trope that i don't i don't dig first of all i don't like anything that has to do with like uh unwilling submission so mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. a slavery romance mm-hmm. or like a harem chic like that 360 whatever movie like yes, where she was kidnapped. a captive and fell in love with him but it's still like kind of awkward yeah like kidnap like, kidnaps kidnap scenarios yeah. are not my thing stockholm syndrome beauty right. and the beast no that's not my thing um <laughs> yeah, beauty and the beast, right yeah it's not my thing um I also do not like secret babies. I mm-hmm. do not like secret. I'm thinking to myself, why are you hiding a child for 18 plus years from somebody? Yeah. Why, why do they not know that this is their baby? Like, what in the hell? So, yeah. uh, you know, and in then real sudden, life, like, how can you have trust after something like that? Like, right, right. Weird, like, yeah. how are you supposed to fall in love with somebody who secretly held with him the fact that, you know, this was your child right. for so long, you That's know, or I, I don't like that. Those, so, those are not. <laughs> cute so we know those are not tropes that i enjoy but thank you for that question um that was a good one that was a really good one um so what what can we expect for next season so um i guess more of course you're going to get more book reviews from me um we're going to get more movie reviews i think there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out next year look look the world is going to be open (laughs) we're going to be able to go to movies we're going to be able to you know stuff so you know and then the christmas lineups i I think are going to be a hell of a lot more diverse because every year just gets better yeah Mm -hmm. every year gets better and better i think netflix has some stuff for us so i Mm -hmm. think we have stuff that we're really really going to enjoy talking about and of course we'll try and keep up with the hot topics and hot topics in romance and we're going to you know um keep giving you you know interviews with authors and hopefully mm-hmm. have some guests come onto the show and talk about stuff mm-hmm. so, and some yeah. of the reality shows are going to be popping next season like yes, we're going to yes. have real housewives of atlanta starting back up so we'll see what happens with this portia simon fallon love triangle yes and all sorts of things is going to be happening so yes that's love is bl- love is blind is coming back um 
you know, um, Too Hot to Handle on Netflix is also coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot, a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's going to be a good season three? Yeah. Season three? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, three seasons. Oh, look at us. <laughs> three seasons. But um, thank you all for joining us this this season. It's been amazing. Uh, I don't have a reading romance this week because we're going to have a long summer reading list that's going to go up next week. So look out for it on our Instagram. It's going to be an Instagram story and an Instagram uh, video um, So for you all to watch to talk about, you know, a long very diverse list of you know, beach reads for the summer. So you mm-hmm. all are going to really enjoy them. Very nice. Yes, yes, yes. So, all right, you guys, we will see you next season. Yes, have an enjoyable and safe summer, and we'll see you guys soon. All right, bye. Bye.